VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, for 2,000 years, followers of Jesus Christ have been persecuted. Stephen was the first martyr, being stoned to death. The Apostle Paul laid out in 2 Corinthians 11 some of the things he endured, like he, uh, in, including stripes or whippings that were above measure. Often he was in prison. He was beaten with rod three times. He was stoned, shipwrecked. He faced many physical perils. He hungered. He thirsted. Also in Acts chapter 17, we learn of the apprehension of a man named Jason who assisted the Apostle Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, they were accused of turning the world upside down. And indeed, many have suffered on account of their faith in Jesus Christ. Paul told Timothy Timothy, that those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Persecution does not happen, though, in just biblical times. Indeed, there are many right now in 2024 who are suffering on account of their faith. And there are many modern-day martyrs that are occurring, uh, martyrdoms that are taking place. But friends, we get so caught up in our everyday life, going to work, meeting appointments, preparing dinners, caring for our families, enjoying recreation or sports, that we become totally oblivious to what's taking place. So opening our eyes to the matter of Christian persecution, we welcome back Todd Nettleton, the Chief of Media Relations and Message Integration for The Voice of the Martyrs USA, also the host of The Voice of the Martyrs Radio, which airs over the VCY America Network. He serves as a voice for persecuted Christians, inspiring Christians with the faithfulness of Christ's followers in over 70 nations where they face persecution for being a follower of Jesus Christ. Todd is the author of Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians. Todd, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Thanks so much, Jim. It's always great to be with you. Todd, this matter of Christian persecution, it never takes a break, does it? (laughs) It it does not. Uh, And even over the Christmas holidays, we saw attacks in Nigeria. It is not something that goes away. And I love it in the introduction you pointed out that that's exactly what Scripture promises. That's what the Bible says will happen. Uh, Jesus said, the world hates me, and if you follow me, the world will hate you also. And we see that around the world. It's not typically our experience here in the United States, but we certainly see it in our brothers and sisters around the world. And we're going to get into a number of issues, what's happening around the world. But for those who have never heard of the Voice of the Martyrs before, tell us briefly about your organization. Well, the Voice of the Martyrs is a ministry to persecuted Christians. So we are working on the ground in more than 70 countries, helping Christians who face persecution, maybe helping with medical care, maybe helping with legal representation, maybe helping rebuild their homes or care for the families of those who've been killed or are in prison. We also provide Bibles. We also help what we call frontline workers, people who are doing gospel work. We provide them with tools and training and encouragement. And here in the United States, we do what we're doing right now. We tell the stories mm-hmm. of our brothers and sisters to encourage our own faith, but also to allow us to pray. The Bible says, remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. That's really what the Voice of the Martyrs tries to help American Christians do. We have a long history of this. More than 50 years ago, our founders, Pastor Richard and Sabina Wormbrand, started the organization Pastor Wormbrand was himself a persecuted Christian. He spent 14 years in prison in communist Romania. His wife, Sabina, spent three years in prison, many of those months in a labor camp helping to build the Danube Canal. So when they came to the West, they were actually ransomed out of Romania. When they came to the West, they began to tell the stories, the stories of what they had suffered, the stories of how God was faithful even in the midst of their suffering, But also they pointed and said, hey, there are still pastors in those prisons behind the Iron Curtain. The Voice of the Martyrs was really founded to help people like that, people who are still suffering for the name of Christ. Does the church in America, are they largely, United States I'm speaking, are they largely aware of what's going on, or is there a, a lot that is just taking place and we're rather oblivious to what's happening? 
You know, I, I think there are different answers to that question. There are certainly many Christians in America who are very much in tune with what is happening around the world, with what our brothers and sisters are suffering. They are praying. Uh, they are reading the Voice of the Martyrs magazine. They, they are definitely connected to the body of Christ around the world. But there are also a lot of Christians in America who kind of uh, read the last chapter of the book of Acts and think, okay, well, that, you know, that was the suffering that happened for following Christ, and, and now we're done. We're in this new age. We don't have to deal with that. Uh, and it's just, it's not reality for most of our brothers and sisters around the world. So there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of work for VOM to help get the word out and, and invite Christians into fellowship. And I think that's really one of the key words that drives our ministry is that idea of fellowship. How do we help you understand what our brothers and sisters are going through? How do we help you know that they're real people with real needs so that you can pray for them and, mm -hmm. and even go beyond just praying, God bless persecuted Christians, to be able to pray specifically for a, a pastor in prison, like Pastor Wang Yi is, is serving nine years in prison in China, to be able to pray for him in prison, to be able to pray for his wife, for their son. We want to help make those connections so that it's not just somebody 10,000 miles away from here. It is my brother in Christ who is going through this right now. And of course, I will pray for him because he's part of my family. Yeah, indeed. Tad Nettleton with us here today from the Voice of the Martyrs and Friends. So we, we trust today's program. And, and maybe this has been an area of neglect in your life. May, make today the, the start, a, a new beginning in your life as far as uh, learning and understanding what's happening with the persecuted church and getting engaged in prayer, specific prayer. And we're going to be talking about a number of situations today, but we're also going to be referring to a prayer guide uh, that's available for you as well today. So stay tuned. We'll have more information on this. Uh, Todd, I was uh, working at my computer last week when all of a sudden this email arrives indicating that uh, the Voice of the Martyrs has just reclassified the nation of India. Now, we're going to, going to be talking about a number of different countries today, but tell us specifically about the classification change and what is happening in India, a very, very populous nation. Yeah, it's very populous, and from our perspective here at VOM, it is a significant change. So when we talk about hostile and restricted nations, we, we classify them as one or the other. So a hostile area or a hostile nation is a place where the government, at least they pay lip service to the idea of religious freedom. They talk about protecting religious minorities. And so the persecution is, is typically done by some group within that country, but not necessarily the government. Maybe it's the family members of believers. Maybe it's a terrorist group, uh, you know, like uh, I think of the Philippines and the, some of the terrorist groups that are active there. We wouldn't say that's a restricted nation. We wouldn't say the government is doing the persecution, but there is certainly persecution happening there, and so we call that a hostile area. Up until now, we have always classified India that way, as a hostile area, because the Constitution protects religious freedom, uh, because typically we would see persecution incidences, but it was from some small segment of the population. We are changing that. In fact, even this month, we are announcing this change and saying, wait a minute, things in India have changed. The government has changed. The government is now run by Prime Minister Modi, who has a deep background in the Hindu nationalist movement. People in that movement talk about India as a building a pure Hindu country. It, they talk about literally the soil of India is Hindu soil. And if you are in India, you need to be a Hindu. And if you're not a Hindu, you need to change or you need to go someplace else and live. That's affecting our brothers and sisters. And like I say, the, the change is that this is now really the government policy. This is how they're carrying out their business. This is how they are leading to more persecution of our brothers and sisters. And so we are reclassifying them. We're saying, yeah, it is the government who is persecuting Christians. That's why we're now calling India a restricted nation. Now, and this bears uh, just a whole lot more questions here, because they have certain laws, conversion laws or anti-conversion laws. Uh, help us understand what those are. Well, right now, those laws exist at the state level, not at the national level. There has been talk of a national anti-conversion law. And what they say, and it's, it's interesting, if you hear them talk about these anti-conversion laws, they will talk about protecting religious freedom. 
We don't want anyone to be forced to change their religion. We don't want anyone to be bribed to change their religion. That's why we've had to pass this anti-conversion laws. But then when you look at the laws themselves, it's like, wait a minute, we don't want anyone talking to Hindus about any other religion. We don't want Christians to come in and share the gospel. In fact, one of the laws literally lists divine blessings as one of the enticements that you cannot use to encourage someone to change their religion. So if you come to say someone and say, hey, God wants to bless you, but he's going to bless you as you walk with Jesus Christ, that is a promise of divine blessing, and that is an illegal enticement in that particular state. So what you see is is Christians come along and say, well, I, I want to talk to my friend about Jesus. Many of these laws have onerous restrictions on that. If you want to talk to your friend in one state, you need to go to a magistrate six months ahead of time, six months before you want to talk to your friend about Jesus, you need to go to a magistrate and say, hey, six months from now, I'm going to go have coffee with my friend John, and I'm going to talk to him about Jesus. It's just ludicrous. The laws often require people who want to change their faith to, again, appear before a magistrate and say, hey, yeah, I was born in a Hindu family, but I'm following Jesus now. Well, what, what better way to paint a big target on your chest than to go before a government leader and say, oh, by the way, I'm a Christian now. So the way these laws are written and the way they're being implemented puts the government behind the persecution. It puts the government in charge of the persecution. That's one of the reasons that has led to this change to restricted nation status for India. Now, I think it's also interesting, uh, India's population, about 1.4 billion uh, plus, um, and and they're the most populous nation on earth, followed by China, uh, just not too far behind them. But but the 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 very fact that both of these nations so huge, I mean, what an impact this is having upon Asia at this time to see India join the ranks of China in this designation. It it is interesting, and you know, India often brags about, "Hey, we're the world's largest functioning democracy." And that is true. In fact, they have national elections coming up in April and May of Mm -hmm. this year. Prime Minister Modi, who has led this increase of persecution over his first two five-year terms in charge of India, he is running for a third term. And Christians in India are watching this and saying, wait a minute, we don't want five more years of this. We don't want five more years of increasing persecution. And so they are praying, and we are praying with them for godly leaders to be elected in India, or at, at the very least, leaders who respect religious freedom, leaders who say, you know what, India is a country of Hindus, yes, but also Muslims, also Christians, also Sikhs. Everyone deserves the protection of their government, regardless of what their religious background is. They're hoping for leaders to be elected in these coming elections in the spring who will uphold some of those values. Prime Minister Modi is is not one of those leaders. He has not shown any propensity to do that in his first 10 years in power. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Todd Nettleton is our guest uh, from Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, we're talking about Christian persecution, and it's abounding here in this year of 2024. And uh, specifically, be praying about the elections coming up in April and May for India. It has huge ramification as it relates to this topic of persecution. Now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, take a look at some other countries and what's going on, and even some uh, designations that are coming from the U.S. Department of State. And uh, we'll have more info after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, popular creation speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, I've heard that men have one less rib than women due to the creation of Eve from Adam's rib. Is this correct? No, it's not, Chris. This is an urban legend that's patently untrue. Men and women have the same number of ribs. The number of ribs is controlled by genetics, and this supplies the same number of ribs, even if one is taken out. The same sort of thing happens if one loses a hand in an accident. If he later has children, that child will have hands. Even though this legend has grown up in some circles, the Bible never even gives a hint that this might be true. The Bible is not a legend. It's an accurate record. We best not impose our own legendary biases on the back-to-Genesis truth. To discover more facts that support your faith, 
visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and understand as we go through our everyday life, going to work and keeping appointments and preparing supper meals and and all the other things of life, uh, that Christian persecution is abounding in this year of 2024. A program today to open our eyes to the level of persecution that is is taking place, to introduce you to some nations, what is taking place there as well, and certainly to acquaint you with Voice of the Martyrs. But more than that is to be praying, be praying for our brothers and sisters in crisis. As Todd pointed out, the passage from Hebrews, to remember them, you know, those that are in bonds, those that are in prison, as being right there with them. Uh, Todd, we're going to be talking about some more, but uh, just for sake of, uh, uh, you know, the, the information here, I do want to get out the, the fact that you've got a resource to help our listeners better pray for persecuted Christians. We'll get into more detail, but, but uh, tell us about the Voice of the Martyr 2024 Global Prayer Guide, if you would. Well, as you say, the, the Global Prayer Guide is a resource to help people pray effectively for persecuted Christians. And I mentioned, you know, praying, God bless persecuted Christians, that, that's a great start. But at some point, we want to go beyond that and be able to pray more knowledgeably and more specifically. And so the Global Prayer Guide helps you do that. And what it is, it's more than 100 pages. It is full color. It is beautifully designed. But it looks at all the different countries where Christians are persecuted and answers some basic questions. Hey, who are the persecutors? Is it the government? Is it someone else? Is it family members of Christians? How hard is it to get a Bible in a place like northern Nigeria or Iran or North Korea? How can I pray for God's Word to go out in those countries? And then, you know, what what does it look like to be a Christian? What are you likely to face as a Christian in China or in one of these other nations? And so it really just is a tool. We hope you'll set it beside your Bible. You'll set it in your prayer closet and, and have it throughout this year of 2024 to help you pray effectively the first thing persecuted Christians ask us to do is to pray for them. And so this is a resource to help you be able to answer their number one request. Yeah, and how is it that our listeners can obtain this? It is free to VCY listeners. So there's two two ways to do that, vom.org slash guide, G-U-I-D-E, vom.org slash guide. You put in your name and address, we'll send you a copy of the guide. You can also call us right now, 1-800-747-0085, 1-800-747-0085. Tell them you heard Todd on the radio and you want a copy of the Global Prayer Guide. We will get one out to you. Friends, uh, I'm going to repeat that information. We'll do it also later in the broadcast. But uh, there is normally uh, like a, a suggested donation for this, but they're making it free to our VCY listeners today. And uh, we'd like you to reach out to Voice of the Martyrs. And it's about 100 pages. But uh, certainly as you have your quiet time with the Lord, just to lo- read one of those pages and, and then pray for that specific nation and specific prayer requests that are part of that nation as well. Uh, and all you need to do is uh, reach out, go to this website, vom.org. That stands for Voice of the Martyrs, vom.org forward slash guide. Put in the information there and uh, you'll be able to uh, have that sent your way. Uh, Or if you prefer to do it by phone, you can call this number right now, 1-800-747-0085. I'm listening to Todd Nettleton. He's on Crosstalk. He's on VCY today. He said we could call and get that global prayer guide. I'd like to get a copy. And you can reach out to them, 1-800-747-0085. Well, Todd, we're going to be, and we'll bring that information back in case you missed it, folks, but uh, we're going to be talking about a number of countries and what's going on. But uh, it was December 29th, just two and a half weeks ago, uh, the Secretary of State designated a number of countries to be what they call countries of particular concern. And I, I looked at that list. They, they list Burma, People's Republic of China, Cuba, Eritrea, Iran, Democratic People's uh, Republic of Korea, Nicaragua, Pakistan, Russia, Saudi Arabia, uh, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. And while most people are not shocked that these countries are listed, perhaps what is more shocking is the countries that are not on this list. And, uh, for instance, we just spoke of India. There's no mention of India on this list. It is very confusing how that can be. And in fact, 
the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, which recommends countries to the State Department to be designated as countries of particular concern, they actually, immediately after the State Department issued this list, uh, they called for congressional hearings to find out why is India not on the list? Why is Nigeria, another country, not on this list? How can you look at what's going on there and, and not point out the egregious violations of religious freedom that are happening? And, uh, you know, the State Department has a lot to balance. Religious freedom is not the only thing that they talk about as they meet with these countries. And I think they would say, hey, you know, we need India's cooperation on commercial efforts. We need India's cooperation on countering what China is doing. We can't afford to offend them by bringing up this religious freedom. But anytime you claim to have a an exhaustive list of the places where religious freedom is violated routinely, and you don't have a nation like India on it, where where we see pastors being arrested, we see pastors being beaten almost weekly, how can that not be a country of particular concern? It's one of those things that you just kind of look at the list and you have to scratch your head and think, what, you know, how did, how did they miss that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the other thing with the State Department right now, too, it, it, it seems to me, and this is my perspective, that they have a greater concern about which countries uh, are, are, are having uh, any kind of uh, uh, non-approval uh, of LGBTQ-related issues than they are about those who are being persecuted on account of their faith. They they have made that a, a much higher priority than it deserves to yeah, be made, yeah. and it's one of the things when you know when you go to another country, you you only have a certain number of things that you're going to be able to influence them on, and if you put that at the top of your list, yeah. and you put religious freedom and people being allowed to worship without being thrown in jail or being beaten up, it's like what you know what how did how did you make that list? How did you mm-hmm. choose those priorities? Uh, and I'm with you. Sometimes I look at what they prioritize, and I think, well, that's that's not how I would have done it. Right, right. Well, I, I see also the absence of another country, and you referred to them earlier, Nigeria. And uh, we've read with uh, great distress the, 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 the Christmastime massacres of believers there. Uh, acquaint us with what's going on in Nigeria, if you would. Well, Nigeria is a place, particularly in the northern part of the country, where we see so many attacks against Christians, and it is so dangerous to be a Christian, to gather with other Christians, to go to church, to worship together. And yet, as you mentioned, Nigeria was not included on the country's of particular concern list, and they do have what they call entities of particular concern, which is like a terrorist group, and they list... Boko Haram, which is one of the groups that is active against Christians in Nigeria, they list Boko Haram as an entity of particular concern. And I think in the mind of the State Department, they would say, well, you know, we're, we're addressing Nigeria because we're identifying Boko Haram. But the challenge is the Nigerian government is not doing what is required to protect Christians, to protect religious minorities. And as you mentioned, just over Christmas, we saw numerous attacks, coordinated attacks, in Plateau State. Plateau State is in what they call the middle belt of Nigeria, sort of right on the fault line between the mostly Muslim north, the mostly Christian and animist south of Nigeria. And this wasn't like one sort of random attack. This was multiple villages where Christians are the majority people being attacked on the same day and on Christmas Eve. The the fact that it was a holy day on the Christian calendar was also significant. This wasn't random. It was coordinated, and it was specifically on Christmas to target Christians. And so when you see an attack like that, and then you see the Nigerian government, they always say, oh, we're, you know, we're going to do everything we can. We're going to put a stop to this. But then a month later, you see another attack, and then another attack. It's like, wait a minute, you're not putting a stop to it. It is still happening mm-hmm. to our brothers and sisters. Uh, and it would be great if the State Department would recognize that. Yeah, and I, I also believe this, and I was so disheartened when I was looking at the, some secular news so- service, and I don't remember which one it was, but they looked at Nigeria, and it was not so much about r- religious persecution. No, they were saying, oh, the, the, these uh, you know uprisings are happening in various vi- villages. Uh, there's you know this climate crisis going on, and 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 the, you know there there is a drought taking place, and economic hardships, and so you know got villages rising up against villages be acting out on these these related issues but that is so far from the truth 
it is so far from the truth, and they often paint it in with that paintbrush. The well, you have the the people who raise cattle; they want the land for their cattle, and then you have the farmers over here, and they want the land for their crops, and and so this is all really just a land dispute. No, 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 it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, right. It is specifically targeting Christians, and we have heard from those in the villages where they're attacked that many times the attackers will say which homes belong to Christians. Those homes get burned down, the other ones do not. Which building does the church meet in? That building gets burned down, other buildings do not. And so, and again, this most recent attack that happened on Christmas Eve, that's a Christian holiday. It's not a Muslim holiday. It's not anything to do with cattle grazers versus farmers. That is a Christian holy day, and that attack happened specifically on that day it is very clear that it is religiously motivated. And uh, I'm with you. When I read some of those secular reporting pieces, it's like, wait a minute, did you send anyone to Nigeria? Did you ask any questions? How how could you miss the fact that this was targeting Christians? Yeah, indeed. Well, let's also, another noticeable absence from this list from the State Department is Afghanistan. Now, uh, they do have Taliban as an entity of particular concern, but uh, Afghanistan and Taliban are really pretty much one of the same. Afghanistan is ruled, controlled by the Taliban. That was the thing that I scratched my head about for a long time. It's like, wait a minute. So you're saying the Taliban is an entity of particular concern. You're saying that the Taliban does not respect religious freedom. They do not protect religious minorities. But the Taliban is the government. They are Afghanistan. They are running the country. They're running the government. So how can it not be a country of particular concern when you're acknowledging that their government is an entity of particular concern? And it's like, you know, and, and maybe somebody from the State Department could explain that, but I was just like, wait a minute, they are the government, and yes, they are persecuting Christians. It is part of their goals. It is part of what they want to do is to eliminate Christianity from Afghanistan. How can that not qualify as a country of particular concern? So, friends, uh, this is another country, and you'll find this listed in the Global Prayer Guide, the 2024 Global Prayer Guide from Voice of the Martyrs. If you'd like to get your copy, and uh, Todd, I see this as being just a great tool, even for a family to sit down together. You know, after eating dinner together, or when they sit down for family devotions together to, hey, let's focus on another country here tonight, and to read about that country, and then specific prayer requests, and they're going to learn more about countries than they ever knew before as it relates to Christian persecution. It is a great tool for your family devotions. Uh, if you're a homeschool family, it's a great tool for your geography lesson. Oh, hey, yes. where is China? Let's go find it on a map. Right. Where is Iran? Let's go look at it. Let's read about what our brothers and sisters there are enduring. So it is absolutely a great tool for families as well as for your individual prayer time, your individual devotional life. And again, I go back to that word fellowship. What we're trying to do is build fellowship among the body of Christ. The more we understand about our brothers and sisters in hostile and restricted nations, the more we understand about what they're going through, what their lives look like, what their challenges are, the better we can enter into fellowship with them and the better we can pray for them throughout 2024. Friends, if you'd like to obtain this uh, resource here, the Global Prayer Guide for 2024, you can reach out to Voice of the Martyrs. They're number 1-800-747-0085. And uh, just mention you hear Todd on the radio with us here today. You'd like to get your free guide. They'll be glad to get that off to you. Or you may go to vom.org forward slash guide. Use that web address and uh, put in your information there to get your guide. Well, friends, a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we're going to learn somewhat about uh, what's going on in North Korea and China. We'll also be opening some phone lines here today as well, so stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Pastor Ken Spilger was discouraged. His church was not growing like he desired, and he wanted God to do something. He was invited to fly to a pastor's conference. On the way back, the plane hit trees just short of the runway. It crashed and erupted into a fireball. The pilots and two other pastors were killed instantly. Ken Spilger was the sole survivor of the crash and was pulled from the burning wreckage of the plane. He spent months at a hospital's burn unit. 
Ken's story is documented in Pulled from the Burning, a powerful documentary that shows how God changed his life, his family, and his church. Pulled from the Burning is available for a donation of $15. The set includes a Blu-ray disc, a DVD, and a digital download. For Pulled from the Burning, call VCY America, 1-800-729-9829. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Todd Nettleton is with us from Voice of the Martyrs. You hear him on the Voice of the Martyrs radio. And uh, so grateful to keep you informed on critical issues as it relates to the persecuted church and how you can be praying for them, how you can get engaged with them. And, Todd, I know the number one response coming from persecuted believers is they want prayer. They want people to be praying for them. They absolutely do. The the first thing they ask for is prayer. And it's you know, I think it's a little convicting for me. They're not asking that we would pray that they won't suffer anymore or that they won't be persecuted anymore. They're asking us to pray that they will be faithful to Christ in spite of the suffering, in spite of the persecution. So mm-hmm. uh, we hope every Christian will pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted. That, as you say, that's their number one request. Todd, I'm holding my hands right now the year, January uh magazine here from uh, Voice of the Martyrs, and uh, this issue is all about North Korea, and I know that also is a concern that they have not been listed on the State Department's list either here, and which is very unbelievable because persecution is so great there. So comment, if you would, on North Korea. Well, North Korea is uh, probably the most closed country in the world when it comes to religious freedom, when it comes to really to everything. Uh, I often use the the description, North Korea is a prison camp disguised as a country. Everyone there is oppressed. Everyone there is persecuted. But believers in Jesus are persecuted the worst. They are singled out for some of the most harsh persecution. And the reason for that is very simple. They they undermine, the gospel undermines the existence of North Korea. North Korea has been built on this cult of personality around the Kim family. The Kim family are thought to be divine beings. They are thought to be gods. In fact, uh, in kindergarten, children are taught when you sit down to a meal, you say, thank you, Father Kim Il-sung, who was the founder of North Korea. Thank you, Father Kim Il-sung, for our food. So literally, they are praying to the Kim family So if you come along and say, well, you know what, I don't actually follow the Kim family, I follow Jesus, it's not just a matter of, hey, we don't believe that here, or hey, that's a Western superstition that you're trying to bring into our country. It literally is treason. You are undermining the foundation of the North Korean government when you tell someone that you love Jesus, when you encourage them to follow Jesus. That's why Christians are persecuted so harshly, and if someone is found to be a believer, if they are found to be in possession of a Bible, often it is not just them that gets sent to a labor camp. It is also their parents and their children, because the North Korean government has this idea, if we can get three generations, we can make sure that this false ideology doesn't spread. We can make sure that we're protecting our government by keeping this Christianity from spreading in our country. So that's the level of persecution, that's the level of oppression that is happening to our brothers and sisters there. But Voice of the Martyrs is working still to get the gospel into North Korea. And we have some very creative ways of doing that. We're actually putting the gospel on balloons and floating it up over into North Korea. We're actually laying it in the ocean around North Korea and letting it float to the shore. We have ways of delivering it that way. We also have a gospel radio broadcast, and all the broadcast is is someone reading the scriptures very slowly and deliberately so that people inside North Korea can write down what they're hearing. Their ability to get a printed Bible is almost non-existent, but their ability to hear this broadcast and to be able to write down what they're hearing and have their own handwritten Bible, that may be the only way they get a chance to have God's Word. And so... We are being creative to get the gospel into North Korea, uh, but it is a very difficult place to follow Christ. And friends, uh, you'll also read about them, uh, not only, uh, Todd, I mentioned the January issue of Voice of the Martyrs. Every month you put out a uh, magazine of Voice of the Martyrs, and I understand you also make this available? 
It is available free of charge. You can get it at persecution.com. When you request a prayer guide, you will also get a subscription to the magazine for one year, so you can read each month about our brothers and sisters who are suffering. Again, a tool to help you pray, to help you know what's happening. You can put the pictures up on your refrigerator, put it beside your Bible, and be able to really enter into fellowship with our brothers and sisters who are suffering for the name of Christ. Again, friends, they're going to give you that one-year subscription to it just by contacting them, even for the prayer guide. And uh, you can reach out one 800 747 0085, uh, to Voice of the Martyrs, or uh, go online to vom.org forward slash guide. Uh, let's also get a word in about China. We mentioned them just previous as well, a very populous nation uh, here on, on planet Earth, and uh, the atrocities there against believers in Christ are also very significant. Well, last month I had Bob Fu, who is the founder of the China Aid Association. He is also a former prisoner for Christ inside China. We talked about what is happening in China with Christians, with our brothers and sisters there. One of the really interesting things Bob brought up, he said, for about the past year, all of the pastors, all of the church leaders who have been arrested in China, they haven't been charged with religious crimes. They haven't been charged with illegal religious gatherings or with using religion to undermine the government. All of the Christians who've been arrested have been charged with financial crimes. They are charged with illegal business practices. They're charged with fraud. They are charged essentially with money laundering. Hey, you collected offerings from the people in your church, and you did that fraudulently. You got them to give give money to you under false pretenses. That was fraud. And so there's a couple interesting things about this. Okay, so the church, an unregistered church in China, has no legal recognition. If they want to go down to a bank and start a bank account for the church, the bank's going to say, well, okay, we need to see your paperwork. Well, we don't have paperwork. The government has not approved us to exist. Well, then you can't have a bank account. So what do you do with the tithes and offerings that are collected? I had a conversation actually with a pastor inside China a few years ago, and he brought up this subject. And I had never thought about it before, but he said, you know, Our church, in our church, we divide the money among the elders in the church, and they each take part of it and handle it in their personal finances. So they put it in their own personal bank account, and then when the church has an expense, one of the elders comes and gets that money out. And But the government knows what's going in and out of your account, and they know what your job is and what you get paid. So if suddenly you have extra money in your account, the government can come along and say, well, hey, where did this come from? What is that? That's what they're doing to punish Christians, and they are looking at all of this finance, and they're using it financially, the way to charge them. The other thing about this is, if you or I call the Chinese embassy and say, hey, why did you put this pastor in prison? You're persecuting Christians. What the Chinese government is going to say under this new philosophy is, oh, no, 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 that had nothing to do with anybody's religious beliefs. We're cracking down on fraud. We're cracking down on financial crimes. It was not persecution. It had nothing to do with that. So they are kind of hiding their persecution behind these charges, but they're also using that to crack down on the church. And it's kind of a new philosophy we've seen in the last 12 to 18 months. They seem to have really kind of switched gears and are pushing this financial punishment instead of talking about religious things or religious charges. Yeah, very interesting. And, you know, so often we go back into into scriptures as well. I mean, we talked about Jason accused of turning the world upside down uh, or or other believers who are, you know, it's like they're starting an insurrection here. They're, they're against our government. And, uh, folks, what they really are against is Jesus Christ. Let's open our phone lines here today on Crosstalk. Our telephone number is 1-800-733-9829. Taking your calls here for Todd Nettleton today, questions you may have a brief comment. Uh, perhaps you already received the Voice in the Martyrs magazine and have grown to, to benefit from this. Maybe you've used previous years this uh, the, the uh, prayer guide as well. Uh, give us a call here at Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Of course, Todd, your, your ministry is very expansive. How many countries are you following right now? Uh 
we identify more than 70 countries where Christians are persecuted, and we are working in almost all of them at this wow. point. Some of them are more difficult than others. Some of them are very challenging, uh, even to try to visit, to try to converse with Christians in the country. Uh, but thankfully, our international ministry staff is very creative, uh, and thankfully, they we have staff members from more than 40 nationalities. So places where maybe an American passport would not be welcome, uh, a passport from some other places around the world would be welcome, and, and thankfully we have staff with uh, passports from those places as well. Are, are you concerned about Europe at all? Uh, and I ask that because I, I see various stories coming forth. This one just came out from WND.com uh, January 13th about lawmakers considering the censorship of prayers, uh, trying to stop uh, looking at you know the, the UK in particular. Uh, people may go to uh, prison on account of their prayers. Uh, you know, outside uh, areas where they believe people should not be praying. Is Europe a place that, that we may see this persecution extend? You know, I think it's very possible. And uh, one place that we are certainly watching is Russia. Uh, yes. Russia has passed an anti, what they call an anti-missionary law. Right now, they don't seem to be enforcing it, at least not very strenuously, but it is on the books. It is ready to be used uh, against Christians who are sharing the gospel, who are encouraging people to follow Jesus. Um, I haven't heard so much about this U.K. law, uh, but I have heard Christians from Europe say, you know, Europe is about 10 years ahead of America on this type of thing. So mm. if we do see it happening in Europe, I, I hope that we in America kind of hear those bells and think, okay, I need to get myself ready. I need to get my children and my grandchildren ready. This could be coming our way as well. Well, our lines are filled here. Let's go to Kathy calling in from Wisconsin. Hi, Kathy. You're on the air. Thank you. Um, I get all of God's stuff and and appreciate it very much. When I open the prayer guide, I get stuck on Afghanistan usually, and I have a question. I saw on the Internet that Iran and Pakistan are sending the refugees back to Afghanistan. Is that true, and is there anything VOM can do about that? I have heard that as well, but I haven't heard a lot of detail about it, and as far as I know right now, I I don't know how they're selecting who goes back. Uh, We do know there are Christians, Afghan Christians, that fled into Iran, into Pakistan, as well as into other nations. Um, So it is something that we are watching, but like I said, at this point, I don't know if they are trying to single out particular refugees like Christians and force them to go back, or if it's more general, or or how it's actually working on the ground, uh, but it is certainly something that we're paying attention to. Okay, Thanks. can I ask another question? Uh, sure, go ahead. Um, I know missionaries in um, Liberia. Um, is it safe there? Uh <laughs> It's interesting. My parents used to live in Liberia, so I I am uh, familiar, have been. There are places in Liberia where there is a growing radical Islamic presence, um, and and there are places where it's a challenge to be a believer. There are also many places where it is is quite open and it is quite free. So you'd have to know kind of specifically where they're at uh, and what the dynamics are in that particular place. But Liberia is is not alone in that. As we look at the continent of Africa, there has been a growing sort of wave of radical Islam that has gone all across the continent, and really you can kind of draw a line from west to east across Africa, and it seems like every year that line moves further and further south as the radical Islam is spreading deeper and deeper onto the continent of Africa and Liberia is just one of the nations that's being affected by that. Kathy, thank you so much for the call. We're up against a break, so we'll come right back to your calls. Scott, Andy, Dave, stay on the line. We'll be with you shortly. Todd Nettleton is our guest from Voice of the Martyrs. Again, their prayer guide, their global prayer guide, available at uh, 1-800-747-0085. It's the new 2024 global prayer guide. Uh, More information on your calls after the break here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. You know the Bible verse, a prophet has no honor in his own land? Well, apparently this happened in Israel, where a former high-ranking general by the last name of Brick 
was giving a warning in early 2023. I want to make sure you understand. Early 2023, he warned of what was going to happen, and it did, October 7th. He said, quote, Hamas will conquer settlements, throw grenades into bunkers and shelters, and cause a massacre. The local residents, you and me, must defend these communities because the army will not be there, In quote. He said, quote, we feel that everything is fine and that there's no threat, but the public is not told the powers are preparing. These are equipped and trained. They will cross the border and attack and occupy our settlements in the south, In quote. My friends, we're giving the same warning here. Are you ready? This is Crosstalk from VCY America. Todd Nettleton, our guest today, as we're talking about Christian persecution, certainly what you can do, and that is to pray. We'll have more information now. You can get that prayer guide. Let's get right back to the phones. Holding the longest is Scott in Clarksburg, West Virginia. Scott, you're on the air. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, all these nations that you listed that the per- persecution's taking place, uh, they're all, uh, like, member. Well, Part the kings of the from the east, uh, you know, Gog and Magog, the Antichrist from without. Uh, but uh, so shouldn't we be preparing the the, the saints in America because we're coming up on uh, an election where the the, the left has a really uh, aggressive Antichrist spirit, a philosophy. Okay. And uh, so it, it like we should be encouraging uh, the saints to be formulating their theology of martyrdom. Okay, what about Christian persecution coming to to uh, United States of America? I mean, we, we, we see a growing hostility uh, toward those who hold to uh, Christian beliefs. Uh, your reaction, Todd? Uh, I agree with you. We do see that rise in hostility. We do see sort of the cultural winds turning against biblical truth. Uh, and, you know, we read the Bible. As you mentioned in, in, in the first section we had today, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ mm. will endure persecution. Well, if that's true, that means I need to be ready. That means my children need to be ready. My grandchildren need to be ready. So I think absolutely we in America, as believers in Christ, as believers in scriptural truth, we need to prepare ourselves. Now, I don't want to prepare myself as if I assume it's going to happen tomorrow, or I try to put a timeline on it, but I want to prepare myself. And again, as, as a parent, I especially think of this in relation to how we are raising our children, how we are planting biblical truth into their yeah, lives yeah. Uh, to help them be ready when that day comes. Thank you for the call here, Scott. Dave is next in Phoenix, Arizona. You're on the air, Dave. Yeah, Jim, thank you. Um, I just had a question. Uh, I help out a couple of groups in uh, Kenya, and it looks like uh, Kenya is more um, uh, that they accept the uh, religion and stuff like that um, for these believers. But one of the things that I noticed that the uh, elders and stuff in Kenya, they all have cell phones. So I was curious, do the people, uh, you know, like uh, in some of these other countries, do they all have cell phones uh, to communicate with? Just curious. In many places they do. Uh, And in fact, one of the ways that uh, Voice of the Martyrs is helping get the Bible is spreading from cell phone to cell phone. If you can give people the Bible digitally, uh, I think of a place like Somalia. If you are an ethnic Somali, whether you're in northern Kenya or in Somalia itself, it can be very risky for you to carry a paper copy of the Bible. Uh, But as you mentioned, a lot of people have cell phones, and nobody's going to question you if you have a cell phone in your pocket. And so what if we put the Bible on your cell phone? What if we put gospel teaching? Maybe it's an audio Bible. Maybe it's a text Bible. Maybe there are sermons. Maybe there are Christian worship songs all of that in your pocket, and nobody pays attention to it, whereas, like I say, carrying around a paper Bible might even get you killed. Hmm. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Let's go to Andy in Espanola, New Mexico. You're on the air, Andy. Oh, by golly, I got through. I didn't think I was going to get through. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I've been uh, helping out the Voice of the Martyrs for quite a few years, and, you know, uh, uh, I send what I can sometimes, but I know I'm planting good seeds uh, into the ministry, Mm -hmm. 
you know, with Richard being persecuted all them years. And he has a very good testimony. Uh, but anyway, yeah, spilling over a little bit from that ministry into where we are in this time and age, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're getting, we're starting to get some persecution, but we shouldn't be too surprised because, mm-hmm. you know, as we get into the end times, it's going to get more and more yeah. and everybody's waiting for a quick rapture. But I tell my friends and relatives, if God tested his own son, how much more are we not going to be tested? Mm-hmm. So I'll let you go so you can, uh, you can take other callers and God bless. Great. And I encourage, I encourage uh, support for Voice of the Martyrs. God bless. Amen. Amen. And and uh, let me just say this, as Scripture says, in this world, you shall have persecutions, you're going to have tribulation, you're going to have trials, but I sure love what it, Scripture says, but be of good cheer, Todd. It says, I have overcome the world, and so yeah. our eyes, our focus is on Jesus Christ amidst the trials and persecution. It is, and I I love that verse as well. I have overcome the world. Don't 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 worry about it. Yes, you will suffer. And I think for us in America, that's, that's a hard passage to hear. Yes, you will suffer, but don't be afraid. I have overcome the world, yeah. and I think we can count on Jesus' overcoming power. Amen. Uh, we're not going to have time for further calls, but let me just get a couple of things here in conclusion. Todd, the previous caller had talked about, uh, you know, all these people having cell phones and so forth. You have an, an app that can also connect people to be praying for those who are being uh, persecuted on account of their faith. We do. In fact, last year it was completely redesigned and rebuilt. It is just called the VOM app. So if you go in your app store and search for VOM, every day it will pull up a new prayer request, so it helps you pray every day. It also has access to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It has access to multiple books and video content from the Voice of the Martyrs, and it's all free. So you just download the app. Once you get it set up on your phone, you have access to all of that for free. Again, it's just called the VOM apps. You can search for VOM. You can search for the Voice of the Martyrs in your app store, and it'll show up. Wonderful. And uh, also, if you would, just in conclusion here as well, the, uh, the prayer guide that you're offering to our listeners, how can our listeners obtain this? So website VOM, like Voice of the Martyrs, VOM.org slash guide, G-U-I-D-E, or call toll-free 1-800-747-0085. Again, that number, 1-800-747-0085. Todd, uh, uh, so appreciate you coming on and just your, your fervor. Your, your desire to really make known the, uh, the, the persecuted church, to open our eyes, and really to help us be more effective in our prayers for the persecuted church. Thanks for the work you're doing, and uh, we just uh, appreciate the information so we can uh, be better in, in upholding our brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate every chance we get to have conversations, and uh, I love sharing the stories of our brothers and sisters, um, so it's a pleasure for me to be with you. Todd Nettleton from Voice of the Martyrs, and again, friends, you can just reach out and say, send me that prayer guide. I mean, it's a beautiful book, but you'll find information about the various countries uh, and how they, you know, how is it getting Bibles into the country, and, and what is what are issues you can be praying for. You can reach out to Voice of the Martyrs. Just call them, 800 800- Well, God bless you folks. Thanks so much for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.